0: This is Fooferaw, where the little things are a big deal. Coming at you from our rooms, I mean studios, in Seattle and Dallas. We're your hosts and lifestyle gurus, Maddie and Tara. Hi, Foofer fans. Howdy.
1: Howdy indeed. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kelsey. Yes. Welcome, Kelsey. Kelsey is our expert from Colorado, who's going to enlighten us today on the uh, mysteries, the conspiracies in the Denver International Airport.
0: We're excited you're here, Kelsey. And we are. And just, just to branch off of our previous episode, we actually have a resident... A resident expert, I think mm-hmm. that's the term. Yep. And we can't hear. We can't wait to hear. I can hear, but we can't <laughs> wait to hear what you have to say and tell us about this really interesting case in the Denver airport. Like, can I not travel yeah. there anymore?
1: But first of all, Kelsey, like, did you like? How did you hear about these theories? Is it just something that everybody knows there? Did you like learn it one day, or is it just common knowledge? It was kind
2: of going around when I was a kid, and then. It, more recently, the Denver Airports actually adopted it as their marketing plan. Brilliant. So if you walk through the airport, there's signs everywhere, like advertising these conspiracy theories associated with it. It's really interesting. I love
1: that. They have really leaned into it. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's pretty
1: funny, for sure. Well, tell us about it. What's the tea?
0: <laughs>
2: so the biggest one is probably that the lizard people. I'm sure you guys have heard of the lizard people.
0: No. Oh my goodness. So Denver
2: Airport is set up in a very weird way. Um, there's You can't walk from terminal to terminal. You have to take like underground trains. And there's this rumor that there are bunkers underneath these tunnels for people of importance if there's like an apocalypse or something. But there are also rumors that there are lizard people down there and like other kinds of aliens that are like doing graffiti and stuff in the tunnels beneath the airport.
0: Is there is- any evidence? I don't know for sure. (laughs) Um, I mean,
2: they're definitely like advertising it, like construction for expanding like the lizard people layer and stuff like that. It's part of their advertisements, but it's really interesting. Like the Illuminati and like the Freemasons, if you've heard of the Freemasons. Yeah. Um, And I heard one thing about them being associated with the Nazis, but that's definitely not true in any way. (laughs) Um, that's good just the conspiracy theories another really interesting one is uh the have you guys heard about the statue outside of denver airport no Mm-mm. there's a giant blue like mustang statue um
1: and it, its eyes are neon red and they glow so super creepy already so that's just um, that's not a conspiracy that's that's how they designed the statue yes yeah, so that's the
2: statue <laughs> but the conspiracy
1: is the fact that it killed
2: its maker.
0: Like, when they were putting
2: it up, like, the person who created it, it killed him. So now there's, like, rumors that it's haunted or
1: whatever. So did he actually, like, did it actually, like, fall on him or something? Or is that part of the conspiracy, too? I'm pretty sure
2: it fell on him, but that might be part of the conspiracy. Oh, my gosh.
1: Haunting. I will never look at the airport the same way. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> and if you walk through it, there's like these forty eight foot like murals and stuff that have like super weird, like abstract designs um on them. So it's just kind of a weird place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So it's, to prepare for the airport, you gotta like bring your cross necklace and like your <laughs> hat. Yeah, yeah. garlic. You for exactly. the <laughs>
0: <laughs> um that's wow. I've never heard of that before. The DFW airport where I live, I don't think there's any conspiracy other than, like, sometimes you'll see funky stuff growing out from the tiles. or (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes the airport food is questionable, but... This Denver airport that you're talking about is crazy, plain and simple. It's just...
1: Plain and simple. Was that, was that intentional? Did I catch it? Oh, okay. I, just wanted, I didn't want it to just, like, pass by us.
0: Of course. Thank you for appreciating it. Um, <laughs> but, Kelsey, did you t- didn't you did you tell us before that there was, like, four different aspects or components to the conspiracy? Yes, um, so the cursed statue was one of them, mm-hmm.
2: um, and then like the lizard people bunker was another one. Uh huh. And then there's one that it was built by like the New World Order. What is that? Oh. Um, I don't know. There's a <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but there's a dedication marker, and um, plaques claiming it was funded by the New World Airport Commission, which is not. Non-existent, like that just doesn't exist and has never existed.
1: Whoa. Wait, it's never um, existed, but they put up plaques that said it did. That's weird. Yeah. That's uh, so bad. now they think it's just part of the New World Order. But okay, I'm looking worry. up what the New World Order is. It says it's a conspiracy theory um, that hypothesizes that there is a secretly emerging totalitarian world government. No. Ooh. Oh and they gosh. say it's a uh, Wikipedia, says the most credible source, says that it is a secretive power elite with a globalist agenda and they want to rule the world through author- authoritarian means. So, yeah, I guess they like the Denver airport.
2: <laughs> it contains the Illuminati headquarters. Okay. So if you ever wonder where the Illuminati are? I mean, it, it makes sense, right? It would
1: make sense. It would be an airport because then they could like easily fly to different places, and you know, that could be like a good headquarters to get anywhere in the world.
2: Yeah, there's like a time capsule compass with like a compass symbol, um, and that contains symbols of the Freemasonry and the Illuminati as well. But I think they were just like Navajo symbols, or from one of the American
1: Native American tribes. The blue horse. Does he have a name? I don't think so. Horse? Not that I'm aware of. He's huge. Yeah, it's really freaky. <laughs> Tara, I don't know if you if you see a picture of it, but it's this really big – it's totally blue. I thought it was just – yeah. What? Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. But I was picturing
1: just, like, a little statue, but, like, it no. is huge. Like, how tall is this thing? I don't know exactly, because you always, like, drive by it. yeah. Cause it's
2: like right when you walk, like come into the airport, it's like the first. It's thing you gotta see. be
0: like. I'm so bad at estimating. Apparently, so is, I'm looking up its Is that where the term dark horse came from? <laughs> it works. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's
1: 32 feet tall. 32. That's so big. I thought it was just gonna be like a little statue, but no, that is huge. Blue, red eyes, kind of terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And the guys, like, literally
2: glow in the So like, if yeah. you drive by at night or early in the morning, they, like, glow at you. <laughs>
0: it's really that, freaky. That Ew. wasn't intentional, was it? It's just... It a, was. Oh,
2: it was. Why would you um, draw it like that? What I read, uh, when I, d- I was doing a little bit of research, what I read um, was that the artist designed it, like, that was his trademark or his father's trademark or something, like, the neon colors. So, he incorporated that into the statue when he built it. And it could have been any neon color. He just happened to choose red, which is not red. a good idea.
0: Red of all colors. Red is yeah. the most aggressive color. It goes red, then I think orange is pretty aggressive. And then sometimes I think, like, chartreuse is pretty pretty <laughs> mean, too. But that's just me. Anyway, not to derail this entire conversation, but Kelsey, do you have, like, any? Any more interesting myths or legends that we should be aware of?
2: We're very prepared for the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Good. It's predicted in the art, apparently, in like the murals set up all over the airport.
0: Oh
2: um, my
1: gosh. Yes. When do they think Again, it's going to happen to the three organizations? What? Mm-hmm. Sorry. When do they think it's going to happen? Do they have a date? Wasn't it no,
0: 2012? No date. <laughs> 2012? Yeah, but then I
1: heard something that it, that was off by, like, eight years
2: when we switched to Julian calendar, which would make a lot of sense <gasps> what's happening right now. Oh,
1: no! That's, no. I feel like they said that, though, like, in March. They were like, oh, things are getting yeah. bad. Like, that would make real, a lot of sense if, like, we were off by eight years. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, it just, like, they came up with the 2020 thing before this stuff happened, right? Mm-hmm. I think Probably. they, like, thought what was happening. They were like, oh, we must have been off.
0: <laughs> oh
1: it's pretty bad I guess we were wrong I guess it's now conspiracy theories <laughs> yeah. well that oh new God. world order thing is crazy I've been looking yeah. at a picture of the stone and it literally says it looks very official yeah. it has and these are
2: all from like the direct um Denver airport website mm-hmm. but if you venture off there's a few darker ones mm-hmm. it, the airports laid out like people made it look like a really like bad blocky like that's this not true
1: bad energy over yeah. there i yeah. have to be honest not getting good vibes from
2: the Denver. but, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> it's really weird though because
2: it's positioned like 25 miles outside the city mm-hmm. which is not too unusual but it's like in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and you can't walk from like terminal to terminal you have to take a train
1: so it's just badly laid out to begin yeah, with. yeah it's just yeah. weird
2: weird construction yeah weird vibes
1: yeah wow well, yeah, I'm curious about what the what the uh, New World Airport Commission is. That that one stuck out to me. That was pretty whack. Yeah, it's weird for sure. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Tara, do you have you have a conspiracy? Don't you?
0: I do, and it's interesting that Kelsey mentioned that the statue actually somehow killed its owner because my conspiracy that i researched kind of falls along the same line and my conspiracy i'm not sure if you guys have heard of it before is called the hope diamond curse i've not it's pretty i don't know it's pretty creepy when i read about it and basically what it is is that a long time ago i think i forgot when it was discovered, oh, 1812, I have it right here. It's a huge diamond, one of the most famous jewels in the world, and its owners, and it changed hands a lot of times, but unfortunately, a lot of those owners had terrible fates. And that's what led to the urban legend that this Hope Diamond, contrary to its name, is actually much more sinister. And it has a rare blue color, and it's so beautiful to look at. It has some trace amounts of boron atoms. So Kelsey, who's taking chemistry, might know what that means. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It weighs 45.52 carats, which I guess is, like, heavy. So it's an Mm -hmm. exceptional size. And the jewel is believed to have originated in India, where a larger stone was purchased in 1666 by French gem merchant Jean-Baptiste Tavonnier, oh that was uh, I good think that's hi- thank you as the <laughs> Tavernier blue and it was cut and yielded and then sold to king louis uh, xiv what number is that i don't even know six 14 14 oh, thank, thank you In <laughs> 16- 16 french <laughs> In 1668, and then it was stolen in 1791. It was recut with the largest section acquiring its Hope name when it appeared in the catalog of a gem collection owned by a London banking company, or sorry, family, called the Hope family in 1839. And after going through numerous owners, it was sold to Washington socialite. Evelyn Walsh-McLean, who's often seen wearing it, and then purchased in 1949 by New York gem merchant Harry Winston, who toured it for a number of years before giving it to the National Museum of Natural History, where it has since remained on permanent exhibition. That means, since it's in a glass case, it can't really hurt anyone. But the curse is that whoever owns it is doomed. And I don't know. After reading about it, it kind of makes sense because it has brought about ill fortune to its previous owners. For example, Jacques Collet brought the Hope Diamond from or bought the Hope Diamond from Simon Frankel and committed suicide. A bit later, Prince Ivan Kantatovsky bought it from Collet but was killed by Russian revolutionists. And there's just this whole line of people. Who have owned the Hope Diamond for a time, but then either committed suicide, was torn to pieces by a French mob, died a ruined man, died in misery and want, disgraced and and imprisoned, hanged, torn to pieces by wild dogs in Constantinople. All these terrible, terrible things, terrible, terrible deaths that you see the previous owners suffering from. And... Right now, we don't really know what kind of force is responsible for all the sad, sad endings of these people, but it might, it was theorized that there was a curse on the diamond because it was stolen from a very sacred temple shrine in India. That's one of the, one of the theories, so it's, it's kind of. Interesting to see. It's so there's so many misfortunes and stories that happened with the diamond, it's kind of hard to immediately discount it. So that is the story mm-hmm. of a I'm getting whole very like diamond. Indiana
1: Jones vibes.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, very you, Indiana Jones energy. I can see you being <laughs> Indiana Jones india jones i have mine india jones i <laughs> <laughs> will now that we've heard some um we not serious but more grounded in reality theories i always enjoy a good pop culture theory so this one is about um the beatles are you guys beatles fans Um,
0: I've listened to some Beatles music in my time. Of course, I know the hits, uh, Yellow Submarine," Mm -hmm. Hey Jude is always Mm -hmm. a great one, and Mm -hmm. uh, the Eggman and Walrus one, but I don't think I Mm -hmm. know enough of the songs to consider myself a hardcore Beatles fan.
1: Well, I am about to blow both of your minds because Paul McCartney, according to this theory, you know, he's a member of the Beatles. He's dead, according to this theory. Um, Not according to reality. According to reality, he is still very much alive. He's old, but alive. But this says that um, that about 50 years ago, I don't know if it was 50 years ago exactly, but a while ago, it says that Paul died when he was 27 and that they got a fake guy to play him in like, the promos, and the videos, and the album art, and basically what people are saying that is proof of this is their music, so they say if, apparently there's a song called Revolution 9, which I don't know that song, but I'm going to take this article's word for it, Revolution 9, and apparently if you play the intro backwards, it says, turn me on, dead man, and people are like, oh my gosh, that means that Paul McCartney's dead. And then in Strawberry Fields Forever, which is another one of their famous songs, John Lennon, I guess, says that he buried Paul at the end of it. And so people are like, oh my gosh, these secret clues in the music. So if you play Revolution 9 backwards, they're saying that's a clue. They say at the end of Strawberry Fields, that's a clue. Um, So the theory is that he got killed in a car crash. And that basically somebody else is has been playing him in album art and things like that ever since and they say that they've been alluding to this in their music in their artwork so like for um in the in the really famous album art for abbey road you know where they're all walking across the street paul is the only one who's barefoot and he's holding a cigarette in his right hand well, the real, the real Paul, who died allegedly at 27, um, was a left-handed person. So they say that's a clue. So why is he the only one barefoot? Why is, why is this guy holding a cigarette like Paul would never hold a cigarette? This is crazy. And there's a Volkswagen in the back of the, of the art on the Abbey, cover, Abbey Road uh, cover art that says the license plate on the car says 28 if, like I-F people are like, oh my gosh, that's how old Paul would be if he hadn't died in that car wreck. He would be 28 if he hadn't died in the car wreck. They say that's a clue. So there's a lot more here also um, about other songs and, that are, I'm less familiar with. But um, but yeah, that's the uh, T. Now you guys know. Now you guys know what, what the truth is. That's crazy. I wonder what Paul McCartney thinks of that if he's alive, <laughs> <Trivia> <laughs> Yeah, if it's really him. Yeah. That's like when, um, if you guys heard the Avril Lavigne theory, too. It's very similar. It's like, so Avril Lavigne is, like, the scenery. She's very popular in the early 2000s. People say she, like, died and got replaced with a clone because now she looks slightly different, and she allegedly, like, you know, sounds different. Um... I don't see it, but people are really convinced. People really feel like these celebrities are getting replaced um, because, you know, the music industry wants to profit and can't afford them to die. So who knows what the truth is? You know, who knows? Okay. Well, I feel very enlightened. I feel like uh, much more worldly, much more uh, cultured, uh, much more knowledgeable about my world and the lie that I've been living. (laughs)
0: I definitely agree. I This has been an eye-opener. And a, down the road we might retouch on the conspiracy theory just because it's just so prevalent and seems to be one of those things that just never really goes away. So this might not be all that you hear of conspiracies. We'd like to thank Kelsey for coming. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelsey, and for sharing with us your vast knowledge about the Denver airport. I definitely will be very careful if I ever head to Colorado now.
2: (laughs) Thank you guys so much for having me on. I had a lot of fun. Very interesting, (laughs) very eye opening.
1: Yes. (laughs) And come visit me in the creepy land of Colorado. Absolutely, not without my uh, tinfoil hat and said <laughs> before. like so I, I gotta definitely be prepared if I go there, but I, I, I will come. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you for fans. I hope you guys can see- sleep soundly tonight after hearing all that we told you. But thank you for tuning in and I hope your world just got a little bit more interesting.